welcome to the Christian Life Austin podcast. Today we continue our Sunday sermon series on miracles. With a third message in this series entitled The Fragment Formula, here is lead pastor Rex Johnson. everybody today and we are we're in the middle of a uh, of a beautiful series we really really are a, a tremendous time in our church and you that have been on vacation this month and you've missed we have had some wonderful things happen at Christian Life Church in fact they started happening before the reason I called this month miracle month is because I wanted to thank God for what he is already doing in our church literally behind the scenes Stuff that we hadn't even prayed for openly, we hadn't laid hands on, we hadn't anointed, just things started happening. Like, like the, the granddaughter of, of uh, Gordon and Brenda McCain being healed of seizures as a little baby, six month old. The doctor said she shouldn't even have been born. She was a part of a triplet clan that came to their son and daughter-in-law and said that baby should have been aborted and they said, no, we'll go ahead and keep this baby and the baby was born, and it, and it had some, some problems at birth, and then went into these seizures. And so they said, well, this is just going to be a death nail for her. She will not probably make it. She's alive and well today. She's alive and well because the church believed God. Amen? Alejandra is in the, in the, in the balcony today, and back at the end of May, the baby's heartbeat stopped in her womb, stopped in her womb. And she, uh, she went to a specialist, and the specialist said, we're going to have to take this baby, gave her a date, come back on Tuesday. And, uh, but they came to church on Sunday. We were at that time preaching on the move of the Holy Spirit in our life. We talked about the Holy Spirit. Mitch was preaching that day. I was in Europe that day. But God was at church that day. And, uh, and they laid hands on her, prayed for her, went back to the specialist, and the specialist said, Ma'am, there's a heartbeat there. We're not going to take that baby today. Isn't that amazing? Now, that's just, that's not hype. That's not hype. I asked Alejandra today, how's the baby doing? She said, fine, fine, fine. You can tell it's doing fine. It looks like she's eat too much. Amen. Amen. And then uh, little Margarita here on Two Sundays ago, the first Sunday that Brother Suber preached, we talked about the beginning of miracles. Two Sundays ago, came up, did not know that Alejandro went through the same thing and said, Pastor, I don't have a heartbeat in my baby. There's not a heartbeat. They're taking this baby tomorrow. She got in line to be prayed for. She missed the prayer man. Brother uh, Suber missed her, and so a young man came up, and she said, Do you pray? And he said, I pray. She said, would you pray for me? I want my baby to live. He laid hands on her, prayed for her, and said, go to the doctor tomorrow. She said, I've got to go anyhow. That baby's still alive, and Margarita's in church today. The baby is alive. The baby is all right. Now, uh, we have physicians that go to this church. We have a number of physicians that go to this church. But there's times, and one sitting right over here to my left that says, Pastor, I realize that I can help people, but only God is the real healer. And I believe that with all my heart. I believe what Dr. Stewart says. These things only can happen because there is a God in heaven. Amen. And so we're rejoicing today. We're rejoicing today. I got a, 
I got a couple of things here I want to share with you. I got a couple of things here. The doctor told one of our precious ladies she had blood uh, in, in her urine and then ran some tests and couldn't find anything, but they said uh, they found some tumors on her kidneys, and then they did some more tests, and the tumors were gone. Here's what I'm trying to say, that when God says, I'm going to heal you, I'm going to heal you, I'm going to heal you. Another lady walked up to me today, just people talking to me as I come into church and said, Pastor, my dad had a, had, a ruptured, had a ruptured bowel in his body and the doctor was going to fix it and they got in and it wasn't ruptured so they thought it was an appendicitis situation. They looked at it, it wasn't appendix. Said nothing's wrong with him. Said every time they try to find something else wrong with him, God just goes ahead of the way and fixes that before God, before they can find the, the problem. Here's what I'm trying to say. It's hard to talk about all the things that God's doing, but God's doing great things around here. Amen. And my message today, my message today is about that very thing. I want to talk to you today, if you'll stand to your feet, on what I call the fragment formula. I want to talk about the fragment formula today. Everybody say fragment formula. Everybody say that with me. Fragment formula. Amen. Jeff and and uh, Michelle is sitting over here. Couldn't have the first baby. They're holding him today. Couldn't have the second baby. She's expecting again. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that God is in his business when he's doing great things for the people of God. The days of miracles are not over. They are still with us today. You believe that? They're still with us today. I don't care who talks them out. I don't care if some people say, I just want to window shop. I don't want to participate. I'm telling you, you walk in this place, something's going to happen to you because God is here to help you with your situation. If you have a need, I have a God. Amen. I've got a God to help you with your need. John chapter 6, Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in in the number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. And the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. Verse 12, and when they were filled, he said to the disciples, now get this, gather up the fragments that remain. Everybody say, that nothing be lost. Say that, that nothing be lost. He said that on purpose. Therefore, they gathered them together. And fill twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves. Barley loaves were used to feed animals. They They were less than edible really for adults and people and children. Which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. So the Lord took five barley loaves. He took five loaves and two little fishes. And five plus two does not equal seven in God's economy. But 5 plus 2 equals 5,000 men plus women and children and 12 basketfuls remaining left over. That's what 5 plus 2 in God's economy is. Let's talk about the fragment formula. Say, Pastor, preach to us today. Let the Word touch my heart. Let it change my heart. Preach to us today. Let the Word touch my mind. Let it change my mind. Preach to us today. Let me leave here a better person than what I was when I came in. You may be seated. Little boy comes running out of Sunday school one day. Daddy and mama, he's trying to find them. 
He can't find them quick enough. And finally he finds them and he says, Daddy, Daddy, I got to tell you something. What's that, son? He said, Daddy. He said, we learned today about Moses and the children of Israel going across the Red Sea. And his parent, his daddy said, well, tell me about it. He said, well, Daddy, when they were leaving, the Egyptians started gaining on them. And when they got to the Red Sea, there was no way out. So Moses called the Air Force, the Israeli Air Force, and asked them to bomb the Egyptians, and they did. And while they did that, he called the Israeli Navy, and they built a pontoon bridge, and the Israelites walked across it, and they were safe. And the dad looked at him, and he said, Son, was that really the way they taught that lesson? He said, No, Daddy, but if I told you the way they taught it, you sure wouldn't believe that story either. That's <laughs> the way some people are with miracles. Paul Harvey told a story one time, just kind of get you ready for the word, about a little boy in a grocery store with his mama. And he told his mother when he walked in, he said, Mama, I want to go down the chocolate chip aisle. I want some chocolate chip cookies. She said, I don't want you to open your mouth today about chocolate chip cookies. If you do, I'm going to spank you. You're going to have to pay a penalty if I, if I hear you ask for chocolate chip cookies. And wouldn't you know it, one of the items that she needed was on the cookie aisle. And he had sat there quiet the whole time. And when he saw those chocolate chips, he went off. And she kind of she hit him on the leg said, I promised you, don't do that to me. So he hushed. They went away, and she forgot some had to come back down that cookie aisle. And he started in again. So realized that he wasn't going to get any. So he gets, to the, he gets to the checkout stand, and he knows this is his last stand. This is Custer. This is Custer's last stand. And he's going to say it in spite of whatever his mom says. So he stands up in the little buggy, and he says, I want some chocolate chip cookies in the name of Jesus. Paul Harvey said he went home with 23 bags that day. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's something powerful about the name of Jesus, even in the chocolate chip industry. Let me point out that when the miracle was over, there were 12 baskets left. The exact number of the disciples Jesus was saying to them, in essence, the fragments belong to the 12. It belongs to you. This is your portion. I want to give you today a formula for spiritual growth, relationship growth, and success in life. We're going to talk a little bit about what I call the fragment formula. The Bible says, what does it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? We can find everything we want in life and still lose our soul. That's what Jesus is saying. It can literally become lost in the hustle, and the bustle, and the shuffle of life and in an aggressive acquisition of things. There's a story in Luke 12. I'm not going to put it on the screen, but it will be on your phone. If you are following by iPhone, it'll be there. A story, a parable about a certain rich man that, that brought, had some land that brought forth plentifully, and he filled his barns up. And he said, what shall I do because I have no more room to bestow my fruits? And he said, here's what I'm going to do. I will, I will tear down my old barns, and I will build greater barns. 
that will bestow my fruit and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, this night, fool, your soul will be required of you. Then those things that you have, who shall they be then, which thou hast provided? So is it he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich, everybody say not rich, toward God. God does not mind you being wealthy. He loves to bless you with wealth. I've never preached against that. We need people that make money to promote the church of the living God. But he wants you to be rich in him, not just wealthy in the world, rich in him. And somewhere between the little barn and the big barn, this man lost sight of eternity. Somewhere between the poverty line and the wealthy line, he misplaced his soul. And it slipped away from him and he attained great earthly wealth. But in the process, he failed to become rich toward God. So there are two, there's a twofold goal here. Number one, to not lose your soul. It's important, folks. Listen to pastor. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be an evangelist here. I'm going to be a pastor. Don't lose your soul over anything. Jesus told Simon when they were cooking fish at the fire that they, the disciples didn't catch. He prepared fish just before he left them at his ascension. He said, Simon, I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail. There's a lot of things that may fail in life, folks. You may fail at business and you may fail at relationships and you may fail at perhaps raising children and you may fail at family situations and you may fail with discord with friends. But he said, I pray for you that your faith don't fail you. You can't have faith fail in this last hour. Everybody put your hand on your heart like this. Put your hands and say, Lord, I want my soul to be rich toward you today. And the second thing that we need is to become rich toward God. Everybody say, rich toward God. I don't want to lose my soul. I want to be rich toward God. You know what I think that means simply? That means the still the same feel and the same joy that you found when you first found Jesus Christ. The same peace that passes understanding. The same when you got up from that altar and you walked out of the baptismal waters. The same joy that you felt then. I think every now and then needs to take a peek inside your soul and say, I'm still here. The joy of the Lord is still my strength. It's not things that I can acquire in this world. Let me preach somebody. It's not stuff that I can put in my bag, but it's the things that only God can give me. I want to be rich toward all Almighty God. Say amen to it today. Both objectives can be attained with the same approach, the fragment formula. Jesus told his disciples to gather the fragments up that remained after he had broken the bread and fish and fed 5,000 men plus women and children. And there are some things you have to be aware of concerning fragments. Let me read John 6, verse 12 and 13 again. When they were filled... He said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain. Everybody say that nothing be lost. I know I'm using you a lot today. That nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. When you neglect 
to gather fragments from the miraculous. You lose more than you could ever imagine. And when you gather fragments from the miraculous, you gain more than you can ever imagine. The fragments are the part of the blessing that belong to you. They belong to me. Now here's the huge part of this. Things lost in your life happen in fragments. He said, gather up the fragments so that nothing be lost. A soul, folks, is never lost as a whole. It is lost in fragments. It's lost in bits and in pieces. It's neglect here. It's a little compromise there. It's a small indiscretion here. Small things that we allow to reside in some remote part of our lives until the cumulative effect is the loss of our soul. Bring, barring some catastrophic occurrence to a home, it will not just collapse. But if you neglect that home year after year after year after year, it will eventually fall in on itself. Likewise, if you don't continue to try to grow rich in God, to make an effort to pick up the things that happen at church. Oh, let me preach. To reach down and say, I'm not going to let anything be left on the ground. Because there's something about God's miracles. When he performs them, he does not want anything left over on the ground that is anointed by his blessed hands. He wants everything that he has done in this place to be picked up and put in a basket and taken home and rejoiced over. That's how you become rich in God. Blessings being rich toward God comes in fragments also. There's a lot of blessings that are not complete blessings. They're just fragments. There was a blind man healed in Matthew 8 one day. And when Jesus touched his eyes, he said, what do you see? He said, I see men as trees walking. And he touched him the second time because he got a fragment of the touch the first time. But he got the remaining fragment the second touch. When the lepers were cleansed by the Lord, he said, go show yourself to the priest. That's all he said. The Bible said, as they went, they were cleansed. Now you've got to imagine a leper being cleansed a step at a time. Not an instant miracle, but a step at a time. Being cleansed by the power of the word of God. Hey, what'd you get on that step? Well, my hand just cleared up. What'd you get on that step? Well, I just felt my hair grow back. What'd you get on that step? Well, my nose feels a little bit better. What'd you get on that step? Well, I'm walking a little stronger. What'd you get? All it was was fragment healing. It was a, oh, somebody help me right now. It was just a fragment. Some things that you're looking for in life are not gonna come the way you look for them. But I promise you, if you pick up everything that is left behind and put it in your basket, you're gonna go home richer than you could ever imagine in Almighty God. Please forgive me for preaching Pentecostal here today. The secret to not losing your soul is not neglecting the fragments of blessings that fall in your life. The secret to becoming rich in God is gathering fragments of blessings that come into your life. Some people could not be happy with a quarter raise. 
They can't be thrilled with a small promotion on their job. They, they can't be thrilled over a small movement of their children toward God or small ground covered in a marriage. I'm going to preach now. Many people have what I call a mother load mentality. And that load is spelt right for all you English majors. That's when you hit a gold mine or a vein of silver. That's called L-O-D-E. It's a mother load. And many people are waiting for the lottery of God's blessing to come down on them. And the lottery of God's blessing may never fall on you. We think our fortune, our blessing, our success, our victory is going to come in one huge mother load. We think all failure, whether spiritual or natural, is the result of one huge catastrophe. The reality is growth and blessing and accomplishment and significance comes in small incremental fragments. Jesus said, if you're faithful over a few things, then I will make you ruler over many things. The reason you see some people mightily used of God is because they understood the value of fragment ministry and they were faithful stewards of the fragments of good and God and blessing and wisdom which came into their life. Failure and loss are the result of small erosions, small losses that accumulate into something insurmountable. There's an old saying that says, for the want of a nail, a horse was lost. For the want of a horse, a rider was lost. For the want of a rider, a battle was lost. For the want of a, war, a battle, the war was lost. For the want of a war, the kingdom was lost. And all was lost for the want of one fragment called a nail. What I want to preach is simply this. It's time to get in your life, the ministry of fragments. You got to get into it. I've got an empty basket here today. I've just had a month of miracles in our church this month. God has healed babies in wombs. He's touched backs. He's touched heart diseases. He's healed cancers in this house, in this very house, not someplace else, in this house. And in the midst of all of that, in the midst of all of that, here comes Jesus performing a miracle. Hallelujah. And when they brought five loaves and two fish to him, he looked at them. He looked at them and, and, and Philip said, Lord, that's not enough. We don't have enough. There's a lot of people in this house right now. Can I preach to you right now? There's a lot of people in this house. The things you're facing in life, you're looking at what you're holding in your hand and you're saying five loaves and two fish is not enough to get past that problem. I don't have enough in my hands to get past that problem. I don't have enough blessing to get past that problem. But God's not through with that yet. Let put it in the hands of God what you have in your hands. There's some people that are so tight with God, they'll never bless God with an offering. How do you expect God to bless you financially if you'll never turn loose of your five loaves and two fishes? How do you expect God to heal a family if you won't turn loose of what you're holding in your hand? You've got to put what you have in the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ and see what he can do with it. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody rejoice in that right now. I read about a little grandma in a church up in North Texas that's got a ministry of collecting pennies by the mile. 
She don't want your pennies till you get a mile of them. Lay pennies beside each other for a mile, you get 8,500 pennies. That's $850. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. 8,500 pennies for a mile. That's amazing. And here she is, and she's collected almost $3,000 because she said, don't even bring them to me until you got a mile. I don't want to mess with your pennies. I just want a mile of them. But they collect pennies as fragments. They put them together, and they place them in a basket. And before you know it, they've got a mile of pennies. And some kid in Africa, some kid in Ghana, some kid down in Haiti, some kid over in Eastern Europe is going to be able to eat because somebody picked up some fragments called pennies and said, I'm going to bless the ministry of missions. Are you preaching with me today? I'm here to tell you five loaves and two fish can't put your house together. Five loaves and two fish can't get you down the road. But when you put it in the hands of Jesus Christ, he will bless it then he'll break the blessing and then he'll give it out. And when he gets through, you got fragments all over the ground. And the last time I checked, the amount of fragments left from five loaves and two fish was greater than the initial blessing of the five loaves and two fish. Lord, help America, how we obsess over huge things in life. We obsess. Little girl sees a movie star on TV and wants to be just like her. We obsess. Somebody sees a rich man, we want to be rich tomorrow. We obsess. How we obsess about huge things in life. We worry about decades while we're wasting minutes and hours and days. Not understanding that the decades are made up of moments and made up of minutes, and made up of time. And if we'll treasure moments in our life, the years will take care of themselves. We worry about financial futures, the thousands of dollars that we need to educate ourselves and our kids, and to purchase homes, and to fund retirements, and build the kingdom of God. And all the while, we're frittering pennies, and nickels, and dimes on inconsequential things. I had a friend in Dallas years ago when I pastored there. He was quite an entrepreneur. He cleaned offices for a living. That was his job. And he told me one day, he said, I'm going to hit it big someday, preacher. You watch me. I'm going to hit it big cleaning offices. I said, really? He said, yeah, yeah, God's with me in cleaning them offices. And before you knew it, he was cleaning stadiums. Before you knew it, he was cleaning out AT&T centers. And he was cleaning out all kinds of things all over the nation. He was just the cleaner-up man. He was the cleaner's. And he went into a dentist office to clean a dentist office. And he noticed that where they did dental procedures in the room, there was a rug there. The dentist was a real high-class dentist, and there was a rug there, a nice rug. And he told the dentist one day, he said, do you mind if I take this rug and go clean it? They trust him. He said, no, I don't mind at all. He took that rug to his house. He got on the backside of it and beat the back of that rug. And little gold fillings fell out of that rug. Little, <laughs> little silver fillings fell out of that rug. And before you knew it, he was cleaning that rug once a month. <laughs> Are you getting, my, uh, you getting the gist of it? Sometimes we don't think fragments can bless us. But Jesus said, I want you to pick up the fragments. I don't want you to have nothing left. I want you to pick them all up. Can I get some hands up here? Can I get some hands up here? Pick up these fragments. Get every one of them. Get every one of them. Pick them all up. 
Pick them all up. Pick them all up. Hallelujah. Pick them all up. Pick them all up. Get all the fragments. Get all the fragments. Get them all. Get them all. Get them all. Hallelujah. Get them all. Pick them all up. Pick them all up. I've done a miracle. I want you to take home the miracle. Wait a minute. Hold on. There's one more. Didn't get them all. Right over here. Some kid got hungry and he ate right over here on this thing right here. See it right there? Pick that one up right there. Oh, I'm preaching right now. Don't leave nothing. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying when God heals somebody, there's going to be a fragment. When God heals somebody's marriage, there's going to be a fragment. When God touches somebody's life, there's going to be a fragment. Be there and start picking it up and putting it in your basket and saying, God, the fragments are greater than the initial touch. I love this story. I've told it two or three Sundays. I got to tell it again. Matthew 15, Jesus goes to Tyre and Sidon. And when he gets there, there's a woman there with a, with a daughter who's vexed with the devil. And he goes there knowing he's going to meet that woman because he knew all things. But yet he tells her, it's not your time yet to get your healing. The disciples said, get her out of here. Send her away. But the Bible said she fell down and worshiped him. And then he said with an insulting voice, it's not meat to give the children's bread to dogs. Oh, I love people that can't be insulted by Jesus' ministry. I love people that's not offended when he talks like that to you. And she said, truth, Lord, but the dogs do eat the crumbs. I don't mind being called a dog just as long as I can get under your table. Just as long because I know under your table there's some fragments of the whole loaf of bread. There's some fragments from the table that I can put in my life and I just realized that the same vitamins that make up the crumbs are in the whole loaf. And the same healing propensity that's in the whole loaf is in the crumbs. And the same touch that's in the whole loaf is in the crumbs because the crumbs are not separate from the loaf. You hear me? Here's what I want to tell you. When miracles come in this house, don't just sit there and say, God, why not me? Start picking up some things in your life. Put them in a basket. Pick up the fragments. Let nothing remain. If I wanted healing in my marriage, if I wanted healing in my marriage, you know what I'd do? I'd nuzzle up to somebody that's got a good marriage. Say, can I have your fragments? If I wanted, oh my God, somebody's taking a picture of me. Jesus. Throw that camera away, honey. It's broke. <laughs> if, if I wanted something, if I wanted to learn how to be a, a man of principle, I believe I would follow a man of principle. And whatever he threw away, I'd check his waste paper basket. He might throw away some of the greatest ideas that I've never heard. And if I was having problems with my children, I believe I would huddle up with somebody that had kids that were doing all right. Are you with me? 
And I'm not saying that they can give you the answer. I'm saying that you've got to start picking some fragments up in your life. You know, when, when God Almighty made the universe, do you know the universe was made in fragments? It was made in fragments. And every fragment mattered. Aren't you glad we're a part of it on the sixth day? Every part of it mattered. The first thing he said, let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. And the, or even in the morning was the first day. Then he said, let's divide this and let's divide this. And that was the second day. Then he said, let's plant this. That was the third day. Then he said, let sun and moon appear. That was the fourth day. And then he said, let's let, let's let some animals appear and the fish in the sea. That was the fifth day. Then he said, I'm going to make a man in my image. That was the sixth day. Every part of the creation came together to form this awesome world that you're standing on and that you're breathing air from. And it wasn't made in one big bang and one big huge blast. It was created by days. It came in fragments. Oh, let me preach right now, folks. I got it. I got it. Let me preach right now. It doesn't matter what your situation is. When God blesses this church with miracles and signs and wonders, get over with your basket and start picking up fragments from that miracle. Start beating the rug and finding some gold and silver in it. Start lining your pennies up and saying, I'm gonna put pennies together. I'm gonna be successful in life. Learn how to live on fragments, gather fragments, and watch God make you greater than you could ever imagine in your life. Fragments are where the growth lies. It's the partial blessings. It's the broken miracles. It's what I call the half-eaten grace biscuit. It's what I call the leftover bites of mercy that others have felt. It all goes in the same basket. I'm tired of mother load living. I'm ready to start picking up the blessings that God has. For us, for us, for us. Let me give a little kudos to the people that made my fragments today. Joyce Deal and her crew wadded up paper to make my fragments. A little shout out to them. But now let me twist the story and let me wrap this thing up, okay? Let me wrap it up. A whole man came to his daddy one day and said, Dad, I want my portion. The daddy said, Son, I wish you'd stay home. He said, No, Dad, I want my portion. Many of you parents have had that in your life. Kids walking up and saying, I want my portion. And they've walked out of your life with their portion. And that son went to a far country and he spent that in riotous living and one day he got broke he got busted and he joined himself to the citizens of the country the Bible said they put him in a hog pen and he started feeding the hogs corn husk and he started eating the husk that the hogs left over that's the wrong kind of fragment eating. He should have been eating his fragments from his father's house. 
But one day, Jesus tells this story that he came to himself. And he said, I am, I'm not worthy. I'm going to go back to my father and say, Father, I'm not worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And the Bible said that when he got home on his way, his daddy ran to meet him and fell on him and kissed him and said, go get this fatted calf and go get the robe and go get the ring and go get the shoes. We're going to have a party. The father wrapped up the fragment of a soul and led him back to wholeness. If the Lord says, don't leave anything behind, he's saying it for me as a pastor, don't leave anybody here behind in this race toward heaven. And some of you today, I'm sorry, I got to preach, you're fragmented people. You've got 47 things going 47 different directions and you feel pulled apart and torn apart and you feel like all this stuff that was on the platform here today but the Lord told me to pick up all the pieces of your life today and put them back in the basket of the Lord Jesus Christ because you belong, you belong in the house of God. You belong in this church. Katrina walked in today and I said, you ought to be home in bed, kid. She said, Pastor, I want to be in God's house. Everybody that understands fragment ministry wants to be in God's house. I heard there's some people in the house today. I heard there's some people in the house today that may have some fragments in your life. And you may have been torn apart by some things, bad marriage, bad, bad family, whatever. God's here to heal your fragmented heart today. He's here to make you whole today. Are you with me? I'm doing, a, I'm doing a funeral in the morning. I'm doing a funeral in the morning for a little woman that came to this church when she had Alzheimer's and dementia. And I brought it in the sermon now for this reason because that little lady, when she walked in this church several years ago, I closed, Randy, help me. When she walked in this church several years ago, she said, Pastor, can God put this back together? My life needs help. I will put it in my vernacular. My life needs help. And I was able to put my arm around her even then, many years ago, and say, Rachel, you can get your life back together here. It's a good place for fragments to find the basket of heaven. It's a good place. Because the Lord told me today to pick up every piece in this building. Every piece. Don't leave anything behind today. That's the miracle of the moment. When she died, when she died Wednesday night after church, Mitch had come to me and said, Pastor, I got a call. And they said, Rachel probably is not going to make it through the night. She's about to go. So we both said, let's go. I promised her on Tuesday that I would come see her again Wednesday. And when we walked in the bedroom, we walked in the bedroom, 
I uh, want the son laying here, daughter laying on the other side of the bed, another girl on the other side. The son had already gone home for the night. I walked in, I put my hand on her little head. I said, Rachel, I'm here. Your pastor's here. And she took one breath and went home to be with Jesus. I'll miss her. Somebody needs to pick up her voice. Because she used to come and tell me on the porch every Sunday morning, not Austin, not just Texas, not America, but the best pastor in the whole world. Don't need that. Wait till you die and I'll tell your story. But Rachel, you died whole. You didn't die fragmented. We kept picking up stuff in your life until you saw the richness of God in your own life. And you realized that God loves me just like he loves that preacher, just like he loves those choir members, just like he loves those praise singers and those Sunday school teachers. God loves me. And when I can get that in your spirit, when I can get that in your heart, then I'll know that you're no longer fragmented in your life. I've picked up all your pieces. What I'm trying to say here today is the Lord gave me a mandate when he gave me miracles in this church this month. Pick up all the pieces, son. Pick up all the fragments. The fragment formula is what's going to make us rich in God. The fragment formula is what's going to take us away from God. Stay with me now. Anybody want a miracle in your life today? Maybe, maybe it's not cancer. Maybe it's not heart disease. Maybe it's just loneliness. Maybe it's just pain. Maybe it's just a rebellious child. Maybe it's just the loss of an income, the loss of a job. Maybe it's just the fact that you're getting old for crying out loud. And you just need somebody to say, I understand where you are. And you feel disjointed. And you feel out of place. And you don't feel like that you're fitting in any longer. You've walked in here fragmented. And yet three people that's had surgery in this church in the last week and a half walked in today. A lady, two men, because they understand where wholeness resides. I think that's powerful to me. Wholeness is here. Bring me the basket, guys. Bring me the basket, please. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. It's not just five loaves and two fishes, but it's a whole basket full of blessings that God wants to send you home with today. It's a whole basket full. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Just a and that concludes today's message. Please visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, to register for an upcoming event, or to support the Christian Life Ministry through our online giving portal. Thank you for listening.